Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Welcome back to Jack and Payne. Thanks to Harrison Agents, the Tasmanian real estate specialist. Now, Jack, we've been talking about this bloke on our show for a few weeks. He's been in quarantine. We've now managed to track him down and get him back. We've got him live in the studio here at Bloodstone Arena, actually. We've got Australian cricketer and hat-trick hero, Nathan Ellis. Big Ellie, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for having me. Now, mate, you've, you've gone into the history books in the last few weeks. You've become the first man ever to take a hat-trick on T20 debut, international debut, and the second Australian ever, obviously, behind Damien Fleming, who I think's reached out and, and made you sign the papers in the hat-trick club. <laughs> yep. uh, mate, talk us through it. What an exciting time. You went away as um, a travelling reserve, didn't expect to play, and then... 3.3 overs into your spell, you're, you're about to take a hat-trick. Talk us through that. Yeah, well, it was, it was one of those things. I was just stoked to get a game. Um, as you said, sort of went away not thinking I would be getting a game or even close to a game. It was sort of going to be a, a pre-season in the heat um, away from the cold uh, Tassie winter, which I was already nice stoked Nice place with. for it, Bangladesh too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, I actually didn't bowl my best um, or as good as I would have liked in the first few overs. So, um, yeah, got into the last over and... Once I took the first one, it sort of happened really, really quickly. Um, so, yeah, crazy. Crazy to think back on now. The other club you've probably entered is you're probably one of the first blokes to ever tug a hat-trick and then be dropped. What's, what, <laughs> what, what, what's happened there? Because I, I had to refresh my Twitter account after you'd taken the hat-trick and all of a sudden you're saying, that, oh, well, you weren't dropped, you were rested. Rested. That's it. The, yeah, the big R word. <laughs> What's happened there? There's surely, have you done something wrong after the game? You've got out and got on the sauce and done something naughty. You surely have done something. I wish. I wish there's a story, but being in lockdown in Bangladesh, there wasn't a whole lot to do. Um, but yeah, it was. It was a really um, spin-friendly wicket, which I think played a part. And, and by that stage, um, you know, they were trying to get as many games, um, as many guys a game as they could. So it was sort of just trying to get everyone a game. So yeah, I was uh, rested. Yeah, uh, not, not dropped, but um, yeah, I obviously would have preferred to play, but yeah, luckily I got a game. Nicely answered, Earl. Now, Jack, I've actually heard he may have done something wrong. Oh, this really? is a little bit of an inside scoop here. Oh, here we go. Uh, now, I believe Nelly was at one stage gone on the field to just a subfield while someone came off, and yep. for those who don't know, Earl always wears the same watch. Do you, want to give it a, well, do you want to give it a plug? Because I know you're after a sponsorship. Get it on there. You might get a sponsorship what, out of it. You never the, know. Uh, it's just the basic old Casio. Casio, um, radio. I, I don't even, can't even really call it a superstition or anything, but I don't know, it's just always been it's become on there. one. Yeah. But anyway, so one of the things with, with JL, he hates, he absolutely hates blokes who wear anything jewelry, jewelry related onto the cricket field. So poor old El's got no idea about this. No one's given him the heads up. He's gone out, taken a catch. Got an absolute burst for it, didn't you? Yeah. 
and I was I was so stoked too because I got on for one over and I first time I've been on the park for Australia first time I put on the clothes got out there and took a catch I was so stoked and got off and got an absolute serve so um, yeah a bit of an anti-climax but fair to say Jay would be coaching the West Indies then because those blokes run around with that much oh money. imagine yeah, it mate exactly he, would, right. he would hate that the other yeah. um, mate, what's your pathway to, to international cricket because it, it is a remarkable story do you want to run us through how you've ended up and, and uh, playing for Australia and, and what that journey's been like. Yeah, well, it's it's sort of been a, a long sort of roller coaster, I guess is the best way to put it. It's been, um, yeah, four four years now. I think I've been down in Tassie, and it was um, I was at the point in Sydney where I'd had I strung together three or four good first grade seasons, and and was sort of on the fringe. But with the the depth of talent in New South Wales, I was never really looking like getting a game. Um, so I finished my uni degree, and it was sort of um, time to, to grow up and, and get a real job or, or keep chasing the dream. So um, pretty easy decision at the time. Um, moved down to Tassie um, and basically just tried to work part-time and juggled um, yeah, work and, and trying to train um, both with the Taz guys and at my club, Lindisfarne, and uh, sort of strung together, I think it was three or two seasons, two good seasons there, and at that point I, I'd saved no money. I was I was you know spending all my savings and I was done, sort of thing, ready to go, and um, I sort of felt like I'd done what I could, and it was time time to go back and and start getting a career. And at that point, Griff, the head coach, called me and and sort of just dangled the carrot and said, "We haven't got a contract for you, but you can you can you know train the preseason with us, and if you, you're going all right, we'll we'll play you." So um, yeah, and just sort of with that preseason. Um, it was actually really fortunate that the Bales was coming back from a shoulder injury at that point, so I spent the whole preseason bowling to him pretty much. And um, yeah, I sort of think he had a, a part in getting me my first games for for Tassie, and and from there it's literally it's happened so fast. It's all happened really really quickly, and Tassie into the Big Bash, and and, and yeah, fortunate enough to to get over to the West Indies and to Bangladesh. Well, I'm glad you've mentioned Adam Griffith and also been a bit tight there on the coin because the story did come up um, from the bloke who's sitting next to you, standing next to you on your left, uh, about a, an infamous phone call you had to make to Adam Griffith to let him know that you wouldn't make it to training due to the fact that you had no petrol in your car and no <laughs> money to pay for petrol. Is, is it true or has Payne been pulling our leg? Oh, I feel like this story has just grown legs <laughs> <laughs> over and over. It was funny. It's sort of like the, the the original quote I said was it was I came down and I didn't really like didn't really know how much everything cost cost uh, living outside of home and and just things like I was working just to pay off petrol and rent and literally that was all I was trying to work for. Um, but then it was funny that story's just grown and even last year in the Big Bash um, we were playing against the Stars and I think Stoinis, Mark Stoinis smacked us everywhere and after after the game he shook my hand and he was he was like mate you bowled really well today and he's like come over here and he's like did I did I hear a story that you were sleeping in your car when you moved out <laughs> and I was like oh, I love it I keep adding to it every time I talk about it too Oh, I thought you were meant to say that he gave Never let the bucks. truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> exactly right. God's sake. Uh, very good. Very now, mate, good. Moving, moving forward, you're obviously being picked now as a, as a travelling reserve. Um, I don't know what you've done. You've managed to do that twice, which is <laughs> absolutely staggering. The best job in cricket, Payne, reckons. Yeah, same pay, less pressure. He's got no pressure, actually. But, um, mate, it must be exciting, obviously, to be now right around the cusp of um, the Australian team, going to a World Cup, particularly given um, your background and, and how hard you've had to work to, to get to where you are. Absolutely. It was... I got the call from Bales on like day six of quarantine and I just assumed it was going to be the courtesy call and um, sort of say, you know, thanks but no thanks sort of thing. Um, but yeah, sort of 
to get that call up and, and, and you know the whirlwind that it's sort of been in the last month just getting in my, on my first Australian tour and now going to a World Cup it, it just doesn't it doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth just yet but um, yeah I'm so stoked and um, yeah can't wait to be a part of it what's it, what's the goal is it is it just to get a game to, to play or is it just to go over there and soak up the experience or do you expect to, to be playing and expect to be having an impact I mean sort of the training side of it is it's a really good opportunity for me to train around some of the big boys and, and, and learn um, and soak it up as much as I can. So that's probably the, the first and foremost goal for me, because um, I think I sort of ha- if something has to go wrong for me to get a game, there has to be an injury or or something of the like to get to get called into the squad. Um, so I just sort of got to be ready. Um, so I think my uh, yeah my role is going to be just make sure keep an eye on someone like Dave Warner or Smith and make sure they have gloves and drinks and just serve them up pies, mate. <laughs> exactly. Lob them on a length and let them hit you out of the park. Exactly right, get the yeah. YouTube clip ready of you taking uh, the hat trick, and I'd be just sending that around every day to the coaches, <laughs> yeah. just reminding send them. It to bales. Yeah, send yeah. it to Bales. Send it to Bales. Send it to everyone. And just keep reminding them, mate, that hey, I took a hat trick here once. <laughs> And was rested. Yeah, yeah, well, anyway, Earl, um, thanks for coming on, mate. Um, It's been a hell of a journey. We've appreciated you coming on to share it with us. Uh, We look forward to watching um, your career develop. You've become, as you said, from someone who was just plugging away in club cricket to um, an absolute star for Tasmania in the Hobart Hurricanes. Um, Up next, we'll announce who will be getting the tickets to the big game on Sunday afternoon, the Dogs versus the Bombers. Um, We'll be back after this break.